Listen, there's a great work to be done. As soon as you win this court battle, you must deliver this message. Take advantage of this opportunity and declare a powerful message to this world. He expects more of us. He believes we can do more. Who's going to stop Christ? Who's going to stop Christ from getting this work done? This is Behind the Work. Welcome to Behind the Work. I'm Grant Turgeon. Let us read a tale of two women. These two women had an incredible, epic opportunity to host our Savior for a meal. This is hard for us to even imagine, having Jesus Christ right in front of us and serving him. We could see him, hear him, touch him. He's right there. It would probably be really hard for us to figure out what to say or do, how to handle ourselves in a situation like this. Notice how the story goes. This is Luke 10, starting in verse 38. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. Two women, two very different focuses here. Mary basically dropped everything to go listen to Christ. Martha was focused on providing a pleasant atmosphere and a good meal to Christ. Both of these focuses are good focuses. It is very important to treat guests well physically (laughs) when we host particularly in a case like this, when it's a once in a lifetime experience hosting the savior, something that we can hardly even imagine being able to do. Of course, we want to do our very best to set the mood and to produce something delicious to eat. And that's what Martha was focused on. Mary, of course, was focused on the spiritual. Where Martha really went off track was when she not only tried to serve physically, but she also tried to correct Mary for having a spiritual focus. This is in an article titled Mary of Bethany. Mr. Ryan Malone wrote this for the July 2022 True Education magazine. And he wrote in this article, if we want to get noticed for serving then we have a problem. It is possible to serve with the wrong motivation or without 100% pure godly motivation. So Martha got to the point where she was burdening herself with service. She was not very happy working away in the kitchen and missing out on conversation with Christ. 
And she thought, well, if Mary would just help me some more, maybe I could get back out there and listen too to what Christ has to say. Here is how Christ responded to Martha. Luke 10, beginning in verse 41. Martha, Martha, you are careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. As Mr. Malone wrote in this article, Christ was telling Martha that she was getting distracted with physical things. But as Mr. Malone also wrote, it is a woman's role to serve and take care of the house. There is great glory in that job. Martha was doing a very good thing by trying to make sure the environment was nice and that the meal was of a high quality for that evening to host Christ. That was all well and good, but perhaps her priorities were a little bit off. Mr. Malone wrote, the spiritual is more important than the physical, regardless of how important the physical may seem. Now, just think about how you feel when you host or when you are a guest in someone's home. What do you really care about the most? The meal is obviously important and it's very nice to have a good meal. But when you are spending time with people, don't you want those people to be present so you can talk with them, with them as much as possible? You see, Martha was basically locking herself away. She was working away on the meal and Christ didn't even have a chance to talk with her very much. Mr. Malone wrote here, Martha needed her perspective adjusted. She thought, if the Messiah is here, then we can honor him by preparing all this food and entertainment and making him comfortable. But Mary was more on target in that she knew why Christ was there. He was there to teach. If he comes to teach, then the way you honor him is by listening. Sure, make sure he's comfortable and has something to eat, but then listen and learn. Martha needed to realize how important it was to listen to Christ. Mary was there to learn at Christ's feet. She had the spiritual focus now, there's a balance, like Mr. Malone wrote, the woman's role is glorious. There is glory in it. It is extremely important to take care of those responsibilities. But Martha needed to also go out and talk with Christ, her own guests, and learn all she could from him. The other thing Martha could have realized is that Christ benefited a lot from these conversations. Christ needed encouragement. He needed close friendships and family bonds. 
as he strove to walk the tightrope of perfection for 33 and a half years. People like Mary, who learned at his feet, who valued what he taught, really did encourage Christ. And Martha could have been more involved in that way, and she could have served Christ in that way. There is a balance between the physical and the spiritual. There's physical service and spiritual service, and both are extremely important. Mr. Malone stresses that both of these women are admirable. They both wanted to treat Christ really well. It's just that there is a balance. When we serve, there is a balance. There are priorities. There is a supreme focus in all of it. Just think about how much Mary was able to help Christ and how much Christ was able to help her because they spent time talking with each other, getting to know each other, strengthening that brother-sister relationship. And this is really something that we can learn a lesson from as we do God's work today. As we serve, we can remember the most important priority. And we'll get to that very soon. Romans 12 verses 1 and 2 say, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Mr. Malone wrote another excellent article for the pcg.church website titled, Are You Available? Mr. Malone called this type of service here in Romans 12 verses 1 and 2, transformative service. Being a living, walking sacrifice. Just going around and sacrificing for others trying to serve others all the time. This type of service transforms our mind. It makes us think more like God. But we have to understand, like the end of Romans 12 verse 2 says, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? When we serve, we have to ask ourselves, what is God's will? What is most important to God? What is his focus? Because then that needs to be our focus. In this situation with Christ, Mary, and Martha, Christ wanted to talk with those two women. That's what he cared the most about. Remember, Christ skipped meals so he could teach people. He cared way more about teaching people and forming those deep connections than he did about eating. And 
Christ gently course corrected Martha so she would understand this a little bit better. But we, we learn from the history of Martha's life that she continued to host. She continued to cook meals and, and have people over as she should have. That's important in service as well. We can look over here at 1 Corinthians 13 now. In this article by Mr. Malone titled, Are You Available? He really stresses how important it is that we all make ourselves available in every possible way. Make ourselves available to serve. This article was specifically aimed at the singles, but it does apply to everybody because no matter our roles or responsibilities in life, we can all be available to serve. Our service might just manifest itself in different ways, depending on our abilities or our availability. Notice here, 1 Corinthians 13. Let's look at the most important thing to consider when we do God's work, when we serve, whether that's serving each other, whether that's supporting God's message going around the world, whatever we do every single day, what should be the focus? What should be the motivation? 1 Corinthians 13, starting in verse 1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. We have to have charity or love. We can have all the talents in the world and we could direct those talents to serve. But if it is not motivated by love, it's just like we're clanging together cymbals, making sounds, just, just making annoying noises. It doesn't mean very much. Our service must be driven by love, by God's love. Remember, as we serve, it ought to transform our minds and we ought to think about God's will for us. What is God's will for us when we serve? And it's that we have love. It can be so easy to get caught up doing our daily responsibilities, doing all we can to support God's work. We have many cares and, and things to worry about in life every single day. And we could get swept up in all of that and forget about love. Every human being needs love, care, comfort, support. This is a work that is trying to reach human minds, human hearts. It's a work that has to reach out and connect with people. And don't we need love to do that? Love to con connect with people we perhaps have never met before? Everyone 
needs love. We don't always know what's going on in someone's mind. But what we can do is show them love. It is so important. I I cannot emphasize enough how important it is that we show love to each other, to everybody, and to God most of all. Everyone needs love and care. And people need to be able to feel the love coming from God's work, coming from God's message directly to them. Otherwise, all the works in the world mean absolutely nothing. Continuing here in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 2, And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Verse 3, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, And though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profits me nothing. Those are good works. Those are loving deeds. But if they are not actually done in love, they don't mean anything. Sacrificing everything. Being a living sacrifice without love doesn't do much. That's why it's so important to understand that part of Romans 12 verses 1 and 2, where we have to know God's will as we sacrifice. And God's will is really for us to show his love in service. I mean, that's the most important thing. Even Jesus Christ needed love. He needed a deep relationship with God. He needed a deep relationship with the people around him who were supporting him and following him and obeying him. Everyone needs love. And sometimes the difference between life and death can be love. The difference between Obeying God and rebelling against God could be love. Maybe someone just needed a little bit more love. Maybe we just needed to stop and reevaluate our service and make sure it was driven by love. It has to be. 1 Corinthians 13 is extremely clear about this. We must show love in our service, not just do it to draw attention to ourselves, to make ourselves look good, to make other people think highly of us, but to show love, the kind of love that can transform their mind. They could see our love in action and want that in their lives too. That's the type of love to show in service. 
whatever we're doing to support God's work, it must be done in love. We must give in love. We must serve and sacrifice in love. And notice what real love is. 1 Corinthians 13, beginning in verse 4. Charity suffers long and is kind. Charity envies not. Charity vaunts not itself, is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly, seeks not her own, is not easily provoked, thinks no evil, rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Charity never fails. That is the kind of love we need. The love that can show it unconditionally. Even when people reject us. Even when people laugh at God's truth. We still have to show them love. And be ready to teach them when they are finally ready to listen. Every human being is a potential son of God. No matter what they've done in this life. No matter how evil they have become. God is patient. God will forgive when they repent. He is ready to show them unfathomable depths of love. And it is a pure motivation. God's love just flowing out from us by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what we need when we serve. What an awesome opportunity to serve. Remember that story of Mary and Martha. Both of them showed love, but we do have to have the right focus in our service. Martha needed to remember that service has to be driven by love. Christ reminded her of that, and Martha went on and applied what Christ said to her. Love is primarily shown through connections, minds and hearts coming together. That's the way that Mary showed love to Christ. She served Christ. She actually benefited Christ. Of course, Christ would have benefited her more by teaching her. But still, even Christ needed a lot of love as he completed Mission Impossible here on earth. So we have to love. We have to serve in a way that transforms us, knowing God's will. And God's will is for us to show his love when we serve. Notice here this, the end of this wonderful article by Mr. Malone. I would highly recommend that you, that you read this. The end of this article, Are You Available? May we all have minds and hearts available to God, serving and loving him, his people, 
and his work with all our heart and trusting him with all our heart. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Behind the Work. You've been listening to Behind the Work. Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 12 p.m. Central Time.